<laughs> hey. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> we did indeed. Hello and welcome to the Curious Anarchy podcast. Today we have a very special promo episode lining up alongside the Astrology Story series where we have Gillian Watson who will be sharing a little bit about her astrology, about herself, and also about the, I think there's two recordings that I sent you, and then there was a natal chart, wasn't there? Yes, yeah. I'm hoping that you're prepared. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that I'm prepared. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, t- I took notes and I, and I looked at everything, <laughs> but just hearing it, I'm like, oh, okay, like, a bio a little about myself I, I think I could do this I think I remember enough about myself <laughs> that's good that's good let's uh let's show some presence so thank you Gillian Gillian Watson yes. um, by the way or aka Gil um yes for, for volunteering for for being willing to participate um <laughs> because it's much appreciated and Obviously, me, myself, I decided to do this series and I don't actually understand astrology enough to be able to do it myself. So I've had to really look at who I collaborate with and how many people I collaborate with um, and people that really look to leverage the information, the knowledge, the insight and the experience and wisdom of those that do. And I find it really interesting that it's an all-female lineup of astrologers as well. Mm, yeah. Mm. Um. Okay. So first up, then let's let's talk about Gil. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's, yeah. Let's get to know a little bit about Gil um, and how how on earth you ended up here. Um. Like like astrologically, right? Like kind of just like my my astrology journey a little bit. Go. Yeah. Go. 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 Okay. Um. So I. I would say I've been um, like interested and in, in pursuing astrology in varying degrees of seriousness over about 20 years. I'm 34 now. It started so early um, because I was first captivated by just archetypes and characters, like as a creative writer, this idea um, that, yeah, just this entire character could kind of unfold <laughs> just archetypally using all of the planets um was really captivating to me as a teenager and i just kept following that you know like kind of like thrill and like desire of um yeah i don't know i guess like unpeeling it like it's it's really did start as um like an imaginative creative exercise and almost a way of like figuring out like plot Oh, like yeah. like in like a fiction yeah. book of like yeah. how would that like if I imagine <laughs> this character had like a Venus and Scorpio like how would they respond to this sort of situation? Mm. Um, yeah, and and then from there just just kept reading and, and pursuing it until um, really a turning point was when um, I found the National Council for Geocosmic Research because that was community for me. So, so that's like an international community, but they have like lectures and ethics and standards. And um, it was when I started attending, you know, these different events um, and meeting people that, that my practice got a lot more serious and mm. yeah, like a little bit more full time. So. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. So I guess in a way it's kind of been like a great unraveling of the universe. Yes. Um, the, um, what what was it that actually triggered your um desire to 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 go into astrology like was it was it someone around you or was it just purely your creative it, desire? Yeah, it, it it was purely um i mean it's funny now be, because when people um look at my birth chart and they see that i have this scorpio stellium in the fifth house they're always like, um, that's a lot of creative fertility, you know, like mm-hmm. whether that's children or, or art projects, like there's just a lot, like you're kind of like a fountain. And then with that 
Scorpio kind of archetype, it, it is that um, the digging, the detective, the mm. trying to figure out why things work. So it really did start there that, that it was just um, these stories that were pouring out of me and these characters that I was falling in love with that I just wanted to make, um, I guess, as, as real as possible, you know, like in, in their multitudes. And astrology was the first kind of tool that I came across that was really allowing me that, like in a sort of like framework that was stable enough. Mm. So, mm. yeah. So you joined the, was it the National Council? Yes, yeah. Okay. And you attended events, and I'm sure they did webinars and all of that kind of stuff. Um, yes. And is is that like is that an association? Is it like um, is it a membership? Yes. Yeah. Um. There there is a yearly membership. Um. Most of what they offer, like as far as like you know, like compared to like different org- astrological organizations, mm-hmm. is um the NC. GR because of their like constitution and ethics Mm -hmm. they offer classes every year um that's that are very like standardized and then you take a test to like move on to another level right so it's you know so it's like they can then say like if you're level three certified (laughs) like that's like known in the community like how much time that took, what that means. Right. So it's like, um, over here we call it uh, CPD, career progression, something. Something to do with career development, but you get like a certain amount of hours that you provide for career development. Um, So yeah, it sounds sounds kind of similar. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and and it's just, um, it's wonderful too. I mean, they have chapters all over. They have international chapters too, um, okay. because because I live in Jersey. Um, they do have a New Jersey chapter, but I wound up signing up for the New York City chapter because it's bigger. You know, like like there's right. a more <laughs> there, there's just more people there. Yeah, and, and it's not far like this as well. Yeah, and and my favorite thing about that too is um, like just as far as like the different you know like i don't i don't want to turn into a commercial but, but like the, the difference like why i would recommend this to people is just like on social media there turns into so there are so many like age silos i would say like you could fall into like twitter astrology and it's a lot of people in just that same age range demographic whereas when you're going to events in person Mm-hmm. There's a huge, so you know, like there's people who have been doing astrology for 40 years, 60 years. Like mm-hmm. they can tell you what it was like socially, you know, mm-hmm. like doing astrology back in the 70s. They can tell you about people who really like pioneered certain ways of looking at chart. Like there's a lot of um, like heritage and like history that they're able yeah. to, to impart from like a mentor standpoint, which is invaluable. Like I love finding mentors you know like kind of like adopted like grandfathers and grandmothers yeah. <laughs> my favorite thing in the world so that that's like really what um what changed my practice the most you know because also that feeling of like the next generation you know and like the standards they created mm-hmm. and how you're going to carry that on ethically like as a reader and you know mm-hmm. it's so, a legacy yeah. isn't it yeah. yeah. Um, wow, that's a little bit about your astrology trip. Um, <laughs> yes. Can, can I just ask you, what's your favorite planet? Venus. Why? Um, well, so in very simple terms, um, Venus really relates to our aesthetics and preferences and relating. So for me, um, as like an artist person, like as a very creative person, Venus is affecting everything that I'm doing all of the time. Like Mm. the mood that I I have a moon dominant chart. Um, So the, the mood that I'm in because of the moon, I then express that through 
Venus of like, what am I wearing today? You know, like mm-hmm. what colors just are like working for me or like, do I have to be like cozy or flowy or, or like, you know, no, like I'm working in the city. I need to put on like my black jeans and have like a little bit more like battle armor on, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, I'm very kind of, uh, yeah, like Venus driven person and most captivated by relationships and intimacy and how that evolves over time, how people commit to each other, show up for like community, you know, or themselves or or a partner. So yeah, I really, really like Venus. Hmm. Venus. Venus. Yeah. Um, Okay. So that's enough about you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's get down to the recordings. Now you can take your pick which one you want to go first with. Okay. Um, but yeah, which, which one would you like to go first on? Um, so I think Grace, because those were just like the orders that it, that it was sent to me. Um, Grace, who is a Capricorn. Uh-huh. And, and did you know her moon sign as well? Uh, or this is just like a Capricorn story that that we're focusing on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, what what were your thoughts on Grace's story? Just just to start off with, like your general thoughts, and then we'll kind of dive into the astro- astrology aspect of it. Yeah. Um. So my my general thoughts. Um reading grace's story i mean when she's so well spoken um and absolutely devastating you know outside of the astrology just that she had lost her grandmother her classmates and and then her her godfather too and and the wedding and and the pandemic like just everything that was happening to her um so close together as well i i can't even imagine Mm. um so so yeah from um from a Capricorn standpoint, like like in that um, archetypal way, it was very, um, hmm. I mean, grief and, and devastating loss is, is always so hard to navigate. And mm-hmm. a lot of the times when we really are in a cataclysm like that, uh, the general, um, like astrological advice more than anything else. Like the one thing that will get you through the storm the best, like always, no matter who mm-hmm. you are, is to go to your sun sign and to go to what house it is in and to just live that out simply. Um, so, so in this story, I don't know what house she is, but I can see the Capricorn like through and through it, which is wonderful. And I was happy for her. Like I was smiling to kind of, um, you know, like see that, that that was just like her instinct and, and what she was pivoting towards, um, that, that she was speaking a lot about this idea of going to a therapist having the right therapist, mm-hmm. right? Who, who like makes you feel comfortable, who understands your culture, who, who, you know what I mean? Like who yeah. you can share your backstory with, who you can relate to, who they can say things to you where you're just like, okay, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause like we've shared enough of our experience that like, okay, you know, like you're on is, my side. And is that kind of Capricorn-y? Cause I'm, uh, from my understanding, I understand that Capricorn is is kind of like the business head sort of thing or the father figure or the one that kind of sorts things out and makes sure that you know things are following a process is is that kind of is that is that woven into the story um so so I I really saw the Capricorn as far as um Capricorn really has that grandparent wisdom mm-hmm. that kind of like universal like if you're gonna go up to somebody and say like, hey, like I, I really need therapy, like who should I go for? Mm. You want that Capricorn to tell you who exactly you should pick. Right. And that's what she was doing for herself. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like she wasn't saying like, oh, I threw it into Google and like, I don't know, through like synchronicity. Like I liked the name Mark. So like, I don't know, <laughs> I called Mark on the phone. You know, like it wasn't this random, like I was at the grocery store and I just saw, you know, like this flyer of like, do yeah. you need therapy? Like call this number. <laughs> wow, <laughs> you know? they're speaking to me. <laughs> yeah, like, like it's this very like grounded kind of mm-hmm. like, um, you know, and even when she was talking about her her family and, and the history of um, the Baptist pastors, and but also like the respect and the understanding for science, like it's very uh, Capricorn, very like do it once, do it in a grounded way, do it right. You know, <laughs> like like don't do this like willy nilly like twelve different therapists over five <laughs> years. That that's total chaos, and like who even knows if you're better or worse at the end of it. It's like, no, like find somebody credentialed, which she brought up, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like Mm -hmm. a professional credentialed black woman. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. You can like, just be like, okay, like we're here. This is real. This is worth investing in. This is going to help me. What you are saying to me, I am taking seriously. It is a two-pronged approach. (laughs) Like it has the science of like the antidepressants, but mm-hmm. I will be able to come off of that. And also, you know, like smoking more just like, like in that like naturopathic, like CBD or weed or, you know, like it would be the same as like chamomile tea or, you know, like whatever kind yeah. of more like natural <laughs> protocol, you know what I mean? But that whole like, t- because we are like natural animals of the world, there are medicines that we know about on earth, you know, like again, a very Capricorn thing of like cool and and um even that um in that kind of business structure capricorn sense of like yeah let's do two things at once (laughs) optimize the time you know like instead of being like well why don't we start with just like you know smoking a couple blunts for a couple months seeing how we feel if that doesn't work instead (laughs) just being like let's let's go with both let's like go through this hit it both ways Mm. you know see what we're doing get you in get you better get you out and you know it's kind of um doing some due diligence and then just jumping into it yes 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 Mm. which i mean more than anything else i find to be that capricorn way of doing it um because if you're talking about just um earth signs right where where there can be a lot of common ground between like capricorn virgo and um taurus you're like okay well well, what's the difference you know like we're talking this like pragmatic grounded real actualized thing Mm -hmm. you know know, so so, like what's even going on like how are we seeing that like evolution then archetypally it's really Capricorn has that um, most ancient earth, right? Like it has the most kind of life experience evolutionarily of the earth signs mm. that it's really able to do that like, yeah, the grounded science thing, the credentials, like I trust you, you've put this time in, you're licensed. But then also I've lived my whole life and hey, the natural world has something to offer here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just just taking a break, just sitting in my rocking chair, just just somebody saying to me like you're going through grief, knit a scarf. A yeah. younger sign would be like, that's nonsense. What, what are you mm-hmm. talking to me about knitting a scarf? It it re- it really takes that wisdom to be like, wait a second, doing this meditative practice just with my fingers over and over and over again as my mind just kind of wanders a little bit and and Mm -hmm. i feel safe because this is my routine that like i do at night as i'm drinking you know my last cup of tea that is going to help my heart in grief right like Mm -hmm. i'm wise enough i've been here long enough to know that you know that that these humble ways of doing things you know or this like dude just chill out and smoke a blunt time-honored practice you know what i mean (laughs) like you're stuck in this moment of horrible grief this is a day by day by day process 
you better be factoring in some you just need to chill whatever mm-hmm. that is for mm-hmm. you every mm-hmm. day you need to give that to yourself is a very like capricorn just understands that like yep that makes sense and that's a very you know grandparent understanding mm. that it is as valid it is really the distinction <laughs> you know whereas like virgo would be like what do you mean like i i want you know i want a class what what do you mean this is just you know drinking tea and knitting a scarf <laughs> I, I i need a class every tuesday i need to be making progress i need gold stars as i go across my project i need a certificate at the end i have gone through the grief process <laughs> you know <laughs> capricorn is like no 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 like it's simpler than that mm-hmm. it's simpler than that so yeah mm-hmm. yeah that that was really standing out to me um in in her chart the most wow yeah. It's really, really cool, actually, how you describe that. For me, it kind of, just to sort of summarize it, simplifying the process of healing through grief. Yeah, yes. And being really grounded in that. And as, as she was telling the story, I got the sense that she was very, she wasn't very up in the air. She was very present. Yes. And as she's telling the story, she's very present to what she's doing. Um, very consider, considerate. Yes. And her choices were considered. Um, yes. So that that for me, that, this is brilliant. Thank you so much for that, Gil. I'm very sure Grace will really appreciate this when she does hear it. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll say too, like like the final thing that um that stuck out to me so much that I that I made a note of it and then I, <laughs> I like gold starred it. Um, you know, because she she was speaking a lot um, to her own sense of of Capricorn for her, where she was like, you know, this is just such a control thing, and really like figuring out like where I have control, where I don't have control. Mm. You know, that 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 like I can control waking up in the morning or or what I'm wearing. And again, that's like a very Earth sign thing. And so so I was like going along with it, like uh huh, and yes, and and absolutely. And then there was this one moment. Um, where she was just talking about ibuprofen mm-hmm. and she just said like so clearly like like this value um, was just so constellated in her it's like I could imagine her grandchildren or even great grandchildren kind of repeating this about her which was so cool just the way that she was saying I don't believe in being in pain Mm-hmm. Like it, it was just like such a small moment and such an aside, but she said it so firmly, like mm-hmm. as in like this is like a constellated value, like practically speaking, I am going to address what this need is, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm in pain, I shouldn't be in pain. So is that therapy? Is that taking ibuprofen? Is that this? Is that that? Like just again, that very Capricorn kind of grandma wisdom of like, why would I get arthritis, suffer through arthritis for six years alone, and then finally be like, oh, maybe I should take a mild pain reliever? <laughs> How about just up front, we start with that? <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And I loved it. And, and I especially really felt it as a Sagittarius because I'm that sign right before. I am somebody who waits six years before simply accepting the fact of the matter that I have arthritis and I should be taking (laughs) ibuprofen. So every day is just has less pain in it, you know? Like that is doctor recommended. That is like completely safe advice. Um, And I just loved that that she had it, you know? That that Mm. she was just really like from the get, from the start, like she didn't even realize it, it sounded to me how remarkable that was for her mm-hmm. to just say it in such like a firm way you know like mm-hmm. this is a fact um was really like just the the most capricorn thing and, and i loved it and i loved that for her it was wonderful awesome awesome yeah so thank you for that <laughs> And yeah. uh, Grace Lowe, if you are listening, please, which I hope you are, <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's helped. And I hope that that's given you some understanding um, of the Capricorn, or at least another perspective um, on that 
<clears throat> aspect. It would be great if we could um, maybe hear back and see what your moon and rising is possibly. Um, maybe we could even do a little bit of natal chart work with her. Yeah. Mm, that would be exciting. <laughs> um, so the next one, who was the next one that I sent to you? Susan. Um, Susan, yes. Susan Lawrence. Yes. Um, her story was very, very interesting. Um, yes. Please, un unravel this one for us. <laughs> um, so that story, um, you know, re really starts, um, you know, saying that she is a Leo Virgo. Um, which immediately a smile on my face um, because that's kind of a very dear archetype um, to me because evolutionarily speaking, that's one of the hardest transformations in the Zodiac um, from my perspective. Like mm -hmm. as you are kind of moving from like that Leo who is um, very in the spotlight on stage you know like she was mentioning like the flamboyance mm -hmm. especially as as like a little girl i'm like the youngest with two older sisters um going from that that really like on your throne and and what that means as a fire sign to then kind of tumbling into this archetypal life of service as the gardener the every man every woman um is is a very hard kind to go through so when you are kind of on that cusp straddling those two archetypes they're mm. very i mean it, it it's kind of saying like you're the queen and the peasant in the field at the same time <laughs> so, so it's like wait a second what it's, like, it's like, kind of like, like a cinderella story sort of thing uh, yes, but it's happening at once and it's yeah, backwards. Yeah. <laughs> but but it's the backwards part that's really, really hard. Like like you come in into this world at the ball with the best dress mm. that's sparkling, right? <laughs> like like mm. you walk in kind of in the with big glass this, pumpkin chariot. Yeah, yeah, and this energy about you. Mm. You, you know, you're, you're just emanating that you already have your Prince Charming. Mm. So it's like everybody's kind of attracted to you in that way and they go to you for that. Like they want to see you shining and happy and on stage and, you know, sexy, mm. beautiful. I mean, Leo is always so graceful. You know, I like it's, that she'll be smiling as she's listening to this now. Yeah, <laughs> good. <laughs> um, Leo is, is so, so, so graceful. Um, and, and that's so much of just, um, what the childhood experiences are too, you know what I mean? Like, like this idea of, um, a little kid who is being like in a dance recital mm -hmm. and the whole family is there and like everybody's clapping, you know, like you were such a pretty ballerina on stage. <laughs> you were so graceful. It was so natural to you. You know, like some of the other little kids, we could tell like they were scared or, you know, not that parents have to be mean about the other kids in the recital, but <laughs> it's like that, that whole, like, you know, they, they were scared or, or they weren't happy or they, didn't, you know, weren't really good at it, but you were shining up there, mm. you know, like you were just in the moment doing that fire sign thing and you were captivating. So then to, to add that Virgo then, of the self-criticism, the toil, the work, you know, mm -hmm. um, is really, really hard. Be you know, because you're it it um it almost is that that fall from grace. Um because fire is such a grace energy, like you know, it's like you're you're watching somebody get on feel you know playing a game of football or whatever like how are they doing this like it's second nature and you're just like well i don't know i was just in the flow i you know mm. just doing what i do is a very fire sign thing earth sign virgo is very like what do you mean you are just doing what you do <laughs> you know <laughs> like like i can't do anything with that like like from an advice standpoint 
what are you talking about? <laughs> you know? Mm. Oh, glad it's so second nature. Just get on the field, do what you do, score <laughs> a goal. That's that. Virgo, everything has to be processed. Mm. It, it, it's and, and that process has to constantly be refined and critiqued like over and over and over again. So really where I was seeing so much of the Virgo archetype in what she was saying um, is that it was patterns for her, patterns over time, like noticing like in that grounded kind of behavior way, why does my story keep playing out like this? Why does this keep happening? What does that mean about me? Right? Like none of this is of course happening in isolation. You know, everything that we go through in our lives, it's it's not um we're not ever supposed to be taking this in as like this is entirely my fault, right? Yeah. Or even like this is my fault at all. Like we are humans, we're interacting with the society and a lot larger world and you know the whole thing of like relating it takes two people at least you know if not other circumstances of timing and everything else um but this idea that she was working through her own self work right like i have been identifying these patterns that have been surfacing enough times that there is something in me going on that i keep playing out there's something in my structure, in my way that I'm looking at things, you know, unconscious wounds, early childhood wounds, whatever it is, there is something that I need to find, figure out, <laughs> clean. You know, like she, she was bringing up um, these ideas of, of toxic, like, like here and there, she was working on herself and just archetypally Virgo is a very, um, we're, we're just, we got to do the dishes, you know, yeah. like, you, you know, what's going to fix this. We're going to mop the floor, mop the floor <laughs> of my heart, of my soul. Like just everything has to be clean. We're just going to scrub it. You know what? <laughs> I'm actually yeah. feeling a bit of that energy today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I literally, yeah. I need to wash up and clean and mop and, oh, yeah. yeah. <sighs> I, I mean, a Virgo was the one who invented the adage of like, cleanliness is close to godliness yeah right absolutely mm -hmm. that archetype you know like besides being the the gardener like the, the one who is reaping and, and sowing in the harvest you know of the whole like i planted the seed i did all of the practical things i had to do the whole time and now here is my crop if it's a bad harvest that was my fault as a gardener if it was a good harvest that was my fault as a gardener right like because mm -hmm. it's my work that i've mm -hmm. been doing every day in that earth sign way um virgo also has uh that nurse archetype right like the tending the cleaning you know which you can overlay again onto the gardening like every day i'm watering right there's a patient, I'm checking their bandages. This is physical therapy. We walk a little bit more every day, right? Like, yeah. so, so, so her, her really bringing that up and, and the different modalities that she was working with and the therapy um, was very like grounded Virgo of, of I have identified a problem and now this is going to be a process, right? Of like figuring out as we go along through these relationships, what, what that's going to take. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Is, yeah. is there anything else that you'd like to add to that? Because I think she had, um, was it a Pisces moon as well? She had? I, I don't know. I didn't hear her mention her, her moons, but I can, okay. a, I can absolutely um, speak to the Leo side of it too. Cause I was seeing that very present as well. Um, and I say that a little bit softer because I have so much love and sympathy for Leo um, as an archetype. It, like, it's just, it's a very, like, soft spot um, in my heart. Um, <laughs> and, and I feel like this might be helpful, too, because it doesn't really get a lot of airtime, I, I think, astrologically. Mm -hmm. um, but Leo, as that fire sign, as an animal, too, like the lion, the instinct that Leo has, um, there is, in my estimation, no sign archetypally that is more body sensitive 
Okay, so okay. so we have we have other animals in in the zodiac. Like we have like the crab, you know. Yeah. But yeah. but if you imagine a crab compared to the sensitivity of a gigantic cat, you mm. know, just as far as like the the feedback that that you're taking in, um, Leo is extraordinarily body sensitive, so abandonment wounds are really felt through the body mm. um, in usually an incredibly agonizing way that we don't give a lot of um, credit to in like a Western civilization materialist world. Right. right? L- l- like because we tend to silo things, right? So it's like if you're talking about an abandonment wound, you are in the field of psychology. And mm-hmm. if it's psychology, then we're talking about the head, right? <laughs> like, like this is like the head and what's going on in your head and what's going on in your memories that are affecting your emotions, your feelings, and how you're interacting with people moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, there isn't, you know, or like if you're saying like, hey, I you're telling somebody I broke my leg right like oh your physical body like you're in pain did you get a cast did you have to have surgery did you get pain pills like it's again like it's really siloed um and for Leo this is an integrative experience like what they are experiencing emotionally they are feeling in their bodies right like what is happening in their relationships, like somebody leaving, somebody not noticing them, um, somebody, you know, just hurting their feelings with with something thoughtless, turns into Leo can't eat all day. Like their stomach is just in knots. (laughs) They're not eating, (laughs) you know what I mean? Because it's just, it's being, it's like, it's such, it's so sensitive. There's so much feedback that Mm. it is just constantly expressing itself through the body you know like like really like this emotional dynamic happened and then two hours later i had a terrible migraine and and somebody else will kind of like perceive this in leo's life and be like really like i heard you have a fight with somebody over the phone and now what? Like you're being over dramatic and you're like taking a nap because of like your headache that like you manifested because of like this placebo bullshit. Where mm. it's like, no, actually, no. Mm. <laughs> like actually that fight caused this migraine. Like I'm sorry that the science isn't here enough yet with it, (laughs) you know, about like how the emotions affect the body, affect how, you know, everything. Mm -hmm. Um, But Leo really, really, really has that uh, more than any other sign archetypally. So just when she was speaking to these abandonment wounds, I was just really like, oh, honey, like, like just like wanting to like give her a hug, you know, I'm just like, what that must have felt like to carry in your body and especially this time on earth where we really still aren't validating you know just like what should be abundantly clear that like yeah heartbreak can can affect your body it can be carried like really heavily and hurt so yeah Mm. Mm. this this astrology stuff is really interesting yeah, it's really fine. Um, go on. No, no. I mean, I was just um, flipping through through my my pages for a second to just um, make sure there was nothing else super, uh, you know, sticking out to me. You know, I mean, again, I um, I loved the the wisdom and in, in what she was saying when um, she was just mentioning, you know, the whole like what I would kind of like tell my my younger self or kind of like what what I would take moving forward that that she was saying um you know like relative to these abandonment wounds but this is a very you know Leo thing as as well um that learning to love yourself but especially the key of developing Mm self-esteem because that really is 
what's so hard about that um well being on the cusp so straddling these two archetypes but but really it's like to be going from on stage and being adored and rounds of applause and you get this feedback to then being like how do i sustain myself in a field with my garden and it's a dry season and there are snails <laughs> and am i horrible at this and and you say like am i har- horrible at this and then like you look up and you look around and like nobody's even there you yeah. know <laughs> like, there's nobody next to you in your garden to be like no like you're doing a good job or to be like yeah you're horrible and that's that virgo mutability in that earth sign right where you mm. literally have like on one shoulder no, you're doing a good job. Like, come on, what else can you do but be out in your garden every day? And the other side being like, yeah, no, you're just horrible at gardening. <laughs> you're like, no. <laughs> and, and like, how do we sustain that self-esteem? You know, mm. I, I've just like, and loving myself and being committed to this project, this garden, it's going to help me. It's going to help the world. Like just, you know, like metaphorically, like, you know, because again, like, as you heal yourself, like as she's healing herself, it ripples out to every everyone, her children, who she is so clearly so proud of, which I love, her yeah. grandchildren. Her, her children know? and grandchildren are amazing. Yeah. yeah. So so like how that also is is like rippling out, you know, like mm-hmm. what she was saying is so important about hey, even if money was tight, that I needed to invest in therapy in self-care like having that grounded sense of like because not only is going into my own self cleaning this out scrubbing this out going to affect and change my own life but like that it ripples out (laughs) you know what i mean like through everything um yeah it was just absolutely wonderful Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting. Um, Okay, so the natal chart then. um, Yes. I just wanted to get you to kind of pick just maybe two or three quite interesting finds that you found within that chart. Um, As well, just before we do dive in, um, they've asked to be remained anonymous. Mm-hmm. Um, and as well, I know that I sent you the location, but if you can not mention the location. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, yeah. no worries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, okay, so this natal chart then, what what did you find in the natal chart? In fact, can you just explain briefly what a natal chart is? Mm. Yes. Um, a natal chart in the most simple terms is... Um, a snapshot or photograph of the moment that you first took breath on earth like what was happening in the stars when that happened it is probably like the simplest way that that i can say that (laughs) um as as far as like um you know and i i can't of course go into every one but like if we just pick one, like considering the rising sign, yeah, what was rising on the horizon, like whether it was day or nighttime mm-hmm. on planet Earth, the day that you first drew breath, what constellation was touching Earth? Like the horizon line, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like the stars are like sitting on Earth. What was rising right there eye to eye with you? I mean, like metaphorically, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. What, what was there? Because that's shaping the way that the world is going to see you. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, so what's the rising on this chart? Um, so the rising sign is Leo. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Which is wonderful. Um, but I think... Um, there, there are like a couple interesting things happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think to kind of keep this the most approachable, I really would like to talk about um, Mercury and Jupiter. 
being really close by each other in the third house in Libra. I think that's really cool. And as far as um, like applicable to, you know, like like somebody could could hear this, uh, you know, this person who's tuning in to hear this could Mm -hmm. be like, okay, that is like an actionable thing, you know, like like that's kind of like a cool tidbit that I can like digest, understand, apply and, and see if that's like valid for me or see if this is a cool framework that I want to work with moving forward or not. Um, so yeah, um, we have um, Mercury at 15 degrees in Libra and uh, Jupiter at 14 degrees in Libra. So because they're only one degree apart, that would be a conjunction. So it's, you know, so it's kind of like we're taking um, those two planets together. Like like they're in a close relationship with each other. They're helping each other. Yeah. Or or at least, you know, I mean, they could be like siblings who are fighting, but it's like there there is a closeness there. Yeah. um, Where they're shaped by each other. Um, And... Mercury is, um, you know, traditionally, like you could think about the Greek god Mercury and and what that is, the divine messenger, communication, um, poetry, uh, words in general, Mm -hmm. um, how we communicate if we're good public speakers. um, But an even um, deeper kind of aspect of Mercury is how your mind is constellated like if you um if there was some sort of like creative writing exercise to be like what does your mind feel like to you is this some sort of like organized walk-in closet are things arranged by color in that closet does does your mind feel more like the coast of an ocean you know like like where it's foggy and like you don't even really know what's going on but like oh wait there's a fish you know <laughs> like just like that, that creative writing like like where art does it feel like a computer does it feel like a library like how are you working with your mind how how would you describe it is it something that you work with is it something you battle against you know like do you have this Buddhist practice where it's always about less mind, you know, or, or, you know, no, I've been going through cognitive behavioral therapy and I actually want to figure out exactly how my mind works. We're getting uh-huh. to the bottom of this. Like that's Mercury. That's a Mercury astrological placement, right? Mm. Um, so your impressions of your own mind, how you're working with your own mind, how you think, um, how your process works for you as far as like, this is how studying for a test works for me. Or I was assigned a project at work and this is just how I have to go about it, right? Like I need to clean my desk first. or I, the first thing I've got to do is I've got to get feedback from a couple of my peers and colleagues who have already done a project similar to this. I'm not going to work on a single thing until I go talk to a couple people who I know have done this before because I want to get started on the right foot, right? All of that is Mercury. So just to yeah. really expand, you know, because so much of the time we're like, Mercury, that's just communication. But it really is the mind. So So it really gets into just like, thoughts and and how you are approaching so much of your life um which is why i kind of think it's it's applicable and with jupiter right there um jupiter is traditionally known as a benefic like it is uh good (laughs) i guess (laughs) to say that it's good um it is expansive it is lucky it is uh, in that, you know, like Zeus, Jupiter, uh, Sagittarius, kind of um, if some is good, more is better, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, like I found this thing and I love this and just, yeah, you know, like I want to share it with everyone. And 
<laughs> there's plenty to go around. There's abundance. Like, let's go. So, um, Mercury and Jupiter being so close together like this in this chart, um, is really saying that there is a huge oomph there. Like there is a big mind here, right? And, and the more the mind and mind things, you know, you know, whether that's like, I'm getting my PhD or whatever i'm taking this pottery class i want to learn how to do pottery like like that is rewarded learning is rewarded and it is expansive you know um almost in that avalanche way of like hey you know you read something in a newspaper article and it really interests you and you're like wait a second like i I want to google that i want to know more about that and that just suddenly launches into like and six years later, here's my PhD. <laughs> you know? Like, it just completely... <laughs> like, if you ride the wave, just expands. Like, just expands. Right, it's just... that old um, adage about the acorn and the great oak tree, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, a- a- absolutely. Yeah, so I'm um, really, really seeing that um, in this chart... And, um, you know, I mean, again, it's, it's so easy with charts, um, and astrology in general to just like keep unpeeling the layers, you know, um, and almost like, um, like when you have like a full palette of colors and you're painting on a canvas, you know, that you're like, oh, but, but now we can add a tone of this and, and mix it with that and, and kind of see what that's doing. Um, there is a lot in this person's third house, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what is the third house, by the way? So, so the third house kind of archetypally is a Gemini house, which is to say, like Mercury, the mind, communication. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so everything literally stacked on top of each other right now. Yeah. It, um, it also really has, um, siblings associated with it too but i um i specifically want to highlight that mercury aspect of, of siblings which is to say like to have a sibling like like in life um is to know a trickster right because because when somebody knows you so well you know because you were like close in age you grew up together you had the same parents blah 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 there is nobody on earth who knows how to like push your buttons faster make you laugh (laughs) you know like faster in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. somebody who can find you in your room crying knows why you know because like mom was short on patience that day and yelled at you and, and you're in your room crying and there's nobody like a sibling who can just immediately with like that trickster energy just completely invert the whole situation mm. by like being in cahoots with you for a second or just making yeah, some yeah. sort of joke where like you go from feeling so victimized that this happened to you and how unfair it was that this happened to you to suddenly be like, yeah, like whatever, who cares? You know, mom's lame anyway. Like, like just that idea. <laughs> um, that that's really you know because siblings can just seem like such an outlier like when we're talking about the third house of like okay like gemini so like i get it like twins you know Mm. but really this communication mind thing like why is just siblings being shoved in there you know um i really see it in kind of that mercury still like trickster capacity um, that a sibling can really have, you know, to make your day much better t- and to also tank it, you know, <laughs> like one <laughs> word from a sibling. Yeah. We're like, oh man. <laughs> like, <laughs> but um, yeah, just uh, that this person is, is really stacked with so many placements um, in, you know, so an air sign still, which is nice. Um, you know, so archetypally, it's Gemini. They have Libra. Uh, that you know, that's compatible because that is still like an air, like mental thing. Yeah. Um, Libra, sure. Uh, this idea of scales and 
and um, that that can be very indecisive. But when we're thinking about Libra, when it comes to thought and the mind and academia, we're really talking about somebody who is wonderful when it comes to considering both sides mm -hmm. and being able to move in a measured way. So I would expect, I mean, one, if this person is in anything related to education, teaching, academia, that would be wonderful. Mm -hmm. uh, that would be just like, they would serve the world very well that way. And I think mm -hmm. enjoy how they were seen and, and what they were giving. Um, and I will yeah. say that this person is. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> This, this is all lining up pretty well. And um, what I don't want to give it away what they do uh, like as a main thing per se um, yeah. or, or kind of what they're known for. Um, but everything really ties in to what has been said for me yeah. anyway. I'm hoping that she's listening to this and smiling away. She'll probably send me a message and be like, Jermaine, <laughs> can I find out more? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, so, you know, I, I would also then say in that vein, um, looking at, and again, like, because this birth charts are so expansive, I am just looking at the third house, you know, there are yeah, so many other literally. things I could tie into this, <laughs> but just looking at the third house, this is a teacher that I would want to have, this is a teacher I would want my child to have, because mm -hmm. all of that Libra those scales are so balanced like mm. the idea that you would get such a holistic approach of things that there wouldn't be an agenda that there wouldn't be something unfair you know like like if this was a history teacher this would be a teacher who was really like just tr with firsthand documents you know just like <laughs> explaining what it was why it was with the characters and relationships there because of that like Libra understanding mm -hmm. without the bias, like being so sensitive, you know, mm. that yeah. they aren't being of service if there's some sort of like agenda or bias or slanted thing. Yeah. It, you know, Libra is also that uh, jurisprudence, the idea of justice, right? Like a lawyer. Um, that that just like idea of like this is the law the law can be argued in terrible ways to unjust conclusions right mm -hmm. um and this idea of um then why and how like we work with information or the law and take it in and why it has to be rational and you know just all of this stuff um is a very libra thing and you know, not only is that Jupiter and Mercury right there, like uh, the idea of, you know, speaking in front of a class or giving a lecture or writing a paper, um, of that being very personally expansive and that being rewarding um, in a luck way. But there also is what I do like to see in a teacher, although it's harder for the native person, um that saturn is there in the third house too which is restrictions oh really yeah saturn okay. is, is you know not as close as this jupiter and mercury conjunction um right. but but saturn is there in the third house so it's um extremely grounded extremely structured there's also that idea of consequence very present like what I can and can't do, you know, or even like if I don't communicate this lesson correctly, my kids are gonna do bad on their test, right? The, right. the, the, the immediate consequence um, that, yeah. And the, the weight of responsibility really is, is what, what Saturn is. Um, so this to me is very like, um, it's a calling. And, and it's a struggle. Like, like there are things to, you know, because Saturn always is that, that restriction and that struggle. And, the, you know, no matter what you're struggling, you know, academia itself, the patriarchy inside of academia, you know, whatever it is, um, there are walls that you are bumping up. Or like, I only have my kids for one hour a day. And then they, you know, 
then they're going on to their next college class, you know, like whatever it is, um, that that Saturn is, is present and it's there that you also have Vesta, which is gorgeous because there is, um, so that's an asteroid, but there's nothing, um, more, um, of service archetypally and especially in a feminine way than this idea of like a vestal virgin like how you are healing people how you are giving what you are offering in even this deeper spiritual way like how you are able to heal people's souls that come to you that's mm. also in the third house mm, that <laughs> is definitely resonating that that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll definitely appreciate that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. There is so much. And I'm sure we we'll go <laughs> on so and on and on. Yeah. And like, even just myself kind of exploring a little bit of astrology, I'm realizing that, you know, you've got your signs, then you've got your houses, then you've got planets, and then you've got asteroids, which is a whole other separate thing. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, you know, you've got your aspects. So your positions, your conjuncts, your trines, your semi-trans or semi-quin cunts and all of that it's right. like there's so much variation so many moving variables um yeah. with personality represented in the natal chart um but th this is broadly psychology really we're looking at how people work and how archetypes function um, yes. but also the intricacies the details within you know the, the mercury the mind then you've got jupiter which is conjunct which adds to that and then it's in the third house so it's about that sort of familial kind of relationships sibling relationships um but also the grounding um and, and balance um but also uh what was the, the term that you used um that that it can be difficult to make decisions sometimes um oh like indecisive so, yes that's it indecisive yeah. Um, and yeah. I think these are like these are themes that will resonate with so many people. But yeah. in regard to what we're talking about, is this particular chart? And it would be interesting um, to see if anybody listening to this happened to uh, have access to a computer. You can go into, you can go on online. I'm not going to give you a website, but you can go to any website pretty much um, and type in natal chart and it will bring up a range of options you can pop your details in there and then you can find out what your natal chart looks like um so yeah just before we do go um because i realize we've just done over an hour now um <laughs> and th this is the thing once you get once you pop open astrology you can go on for days <laughs> yeah um so i just wanted to to kind of just get any sort of final thoughts um or anything sure um well just because i'm i'm so captivated by this chart um i would just really like to say in that third house because we do have saturn jupiter mercury vesta and then pluto which we didn't even oh. get to wow. right in that third house um, like at a glance, like if I was uh, doing like a fast, cold reading of, of this person without any sort of, um, you know, like I, I spent an hour, you know, like looking at your yeah. whole birth chart and the perfection year and all of this other stuff. If it was just like quick glance, tell me what's going on in like a sentence or two, I would say this is a teacher who is changing people's lives. Like just in whatever is being communicated and this could even be in like a you got a bad grade on a test and you came to see your teacher like after class and you were crying and you were like oh, i did so bad and they just say something to you that just like hits like in that like <laughs> from the goddess vestal virgin way pluto Ooh. completely transformed my entire soul <laughs> you know, like it was related to just this test and, and, you know, going to this person for help, but just what they said and how they said it, you know, now I'm 40 years old and, and I had a bad day and it came up for me. Like I remembered what they said. 
like that <laughs> kind of teacher. Right. So yeah. really powerful, powerful, transformative. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Gil. Yes. Gillian Watson, it has been an absolute pleasure um, having you explore Grace Lowe's story, Suzanne, Susan, Susan Lawrence's story, yeah. and um, our anonymous guest, Natal Sharp. Mm-hmm. Um, I will pass these, I will definitely be sharing the link um, with everybody that, that's, that's been involved with this. Um, yeah. And the anonymous person was very, very keen to, to hear what's happening and what what's found in the natal chart so they're going to be absolutely buzzing to hear this so there's this <laughs> Mercury, Jupiter, Pluto and Vesta in the third house <laughs> and Saturn oh, oh wow yeah and Saturn as well it's incredibly yeah. layered incredibly yeah. incredibly layered um, thank you so much Gil it's been such thank you it's been fun um, yeah. and informative um, and I wish you all the best with the rest of your day. Yes, you too. Thank you, Gil. <laughs> I love you so much. Thank you. I love you so much too. <laughs> and that's all we've got time for today on the Curious Anarchy podcast. This has been the promo special with Gillian Watson, astrologer for over 30 years now. 20 years 20 yeah 20 well, well, well 20, 20 in, in it but yeah practicing for you know full-time for less yeah but first got into <laughs> it 20 years ago yeah amazing <laughs> amazing it's been a pleasure that's all we have time for today thank you all so much for tuning in go out there and be amazing good morning good afternoon good evening and good night